0: previously on Many Realms.
1: Archer's been a ghost town for at least 10 years. Are there survivors anywhere? Have you met anyone? Oh, sure, yeah.
0: Master Hemlock, and um, in the doorway, a man appears. And he pushes up the sleeves of his robes to reveal that his arms are crawling with similar kind of vine tattoos. You see the shape of a woman. She cranes her neck forward to take in each of you with unblinking eyes, and she stops when she sees Mateo.
1: Hey, I'm Jory, I play Juniper, and it is groovy to be here. Hello, I'm Jillian,
2: I play Anisha. It's luminous to be here. Hi, I'm Eli, I play Olivet,
3: and it's smashing to be here.
4: Hi, I'm Jordan, I play Mateo, and it's wizard to be here. Hi, I'm Jesse, and I swallowed my D20.
0: This is many rounds. the next morning. In the town of Willow Run, you wake up in Elsie Sprout's cottage after a nice night's sleep with some sunlight streaming in through the window into your little living room. You hear the sounds of cooking from the kitchen and Elsie humming to herself. Ain't nothing what? cuter than a fat country <laughs> baby eating peaches off a hardwood floor.
3: Olivette has also already been up, I think. Okay. And she's kind of just sitting... At the kitchen table while Elsie cooks, enjoying the morning sounds.
0: Elsie pops a uh, plate in front of you that has um, some fried greens and an egg.
3: Whoa. Thank you very much, Miss Elsie.
0: That's no problem. Now tell me, how did you you find yourself in a job like yours? That must be a mighty interesting profession.
3: I don't think it's that interesting. I think you just kind of hear the highlight reels. You know, it's... I'm a simple girl, I grew up in a town, and I was tougher than all the boys, and I beat them up, and then one day you wind up here.
0: I mean, that actually sounds quite interesting, but if you're modest, I won't pry. I do want to ask what your plans are for the day.
3: Well, I think we have a little more investigating to do, and I kind of like flash that golden seal. (laughs) And uh, then we'll be on our way.
0: All right. Well, uh, let me know if I can be of any assistance.
1: I'm sure you will be again, Elsie. What about the rest of you? I probably wake up pretty early too. Got to get that skincare, so I probably get up at towards the end of this conversation. And mm-hmm. I hear you talking about investigating.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, so oh. wow. wow. oh.
0: yeah. Meryl Streep. <laughs> 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 I love that we could have just let that be nice, but instead we had to piss
1: all over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm assuming I get food too. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, Captain, where do you want to investigate? What are you thinking? Uh well, I think if our next logical step is Hartshire, we should
3: find someone who's been there, maybe lived there, or even could give us a tour of the place. You want someone to take us to Hartshire and give us a tour? We'll take what
1: we can get, Juniper. Um, i see. Yeah. yeah. You probably have a life and friends.
0: Why? Thank you. Yes, I do.
1: <laughs> do you know anyone who's from Hartshire?
0: Oh, let me think about that. Um, hmm. Yeah, um, I think uh, if I recall, uh, Tom the cobbler. He moved here from Hartshire.
3: The cobbler. I love
1: cobbler.
0: Well, no, like a shoemaker. You're not gonna investigate the um, the the visitor that we had last night, Captain.
1: I don't know about this. You don't know about oh, this. Oh, you weren't there. Yeah. What what visitor? Some glowy
3: siren lady came by and back into Mateo. Oh.
1: I promised Mateo I wouldn't.
4: Loose lips talk sink about ships.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I probably character
0: choices, motivation, action, <laughs> drama.
1: Really? And she looked at Mateo? What
4: I'm not there right now.
1: Yeah, I know. Well you're you're there.
4: Actually, I'm awake, but pretend like I'm sleeping.
1: You're eavesdropping. Okay. Okay. Classic. She looked at Mateo?
3: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how much there is to it. Uh, hmm. Kind of just regular siren did, beckoning.
1: Did she say anything?
3: Hmm. Um, she had this eerie, wide-eyed look in her face, and then she just
1: disappeared. So no, she did not say anything. No. Do you were you expecting her to say anything? Not necessarily. They sing and stuff, right? That's the thing they do. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. She didn't. Okay. Weird. Did Mateo say anything? He got all flustered and
3: strange. Actually, now that you bring it up, he was acting
1: particularly strange. When isn't he, though? Uh, Different, but yeah, I guess. I don't know. He did yell at a mayor yesterday for... I think no reason. Oh,
0: he yelled at the mayor? Oh, jeez. Oh,
1: yeah. Don't don't worry about it.
0: You really shouldn't yell at the mayor. (laughs) That's just not a a thing that one should do.
1: You know, Elsie, you are absolutely right.
0: I know. Juniper, did you intend to see Master Hemlock today as well?
1: Uh, yeah. That was the other thing I wanted to say, is I might sit today out on the investigation. I'd like to maybe spend the day there. And how long do you think we'll have in Willow Run? Uh, well, depends how fast
3: we find information here, but what are you looking to do at Master M-Logs?
1: Um, I think he can probably teach me something so I can maybe be a little useful. Okay, yeah. That's a
3: great idea. Alright. You go find
2: those skills. I go find those skills.
0: Okay. Anisha,
4: what do you do?
2: When... Anisha wakes up. They look over to Mateo.
4: I'm pretending like I'm sleeping. Mateo. I continue to pretend like I'm sleeping. Do you want to see if I'm faking it?
2: No, I'll just come over and tap your shoulder. Mateo. Uh. Uh. I have a 12-year-old apprentice. I know this. Routine well, Mateo. Good morning.
4: Uh, So uh, Mateo uh, didn't sleep. Uh, he looks like a 16-year-old boy that just pulled an all-nighter playing Diablo 2 on hard mode uh, at a PC LAN party. Um, so, perhaps a little bit red in the eyes. And I roll over. And what?
2: Did, did you sleep last night? No. Listen, I I know you lied yesterday about the... The woman? Have you seen something like this before? No. See, I don't believe you.
4: I may have when Juniper and I were in the forest. Now, this could be a hallucination or something. You know, we did see uh, a uh, wagon monster, which it seems not everyone was inclined to believe existed. So perhaps maybe this didn't exist at all either. But um, I put wax in my ears when I thought I saw uh, a siren like the uh, the, the light man uh, described and I mean it was only a quick glance so I'm not sure it could have been another one of those like uh, hyena men maybe one of those mosquito things um, but I can't say for certain I mean now I don't have the ability to see in the dark so I can only see maybe like a foot in front of me about as far as my arm can reach out in front of me and I don't know if you notice I have small, small arms I'm only 16 years old um, so I I I can't say for certain what it was but I, I'm not here to deceive or, 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 or anything I just I, I can't I I think it was a siren it could have been the same thing it, it could have I just you know I, I, I don't want to provide false information or anything
2: that's that's alright it's one other mystery for us to investigate. But uh, I I have the feeling that you're keeping secrets, and maybe we all are. Why have you left Tower Hill?
4: Well, look, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't mean to... I mean, like you said, we all have our secrets, and that's not to say I don't mean to um, divulge them at some points. I mean, certainly you can understand that there's just certain things that... Uh, take time to, to warm up to. I, I, don't, I don't mean to, to, like I said, withhold or, or, or offend you in any way. I just, I... It's not easy for me, uh, you know? Uh, <laughs>
2: I respect that. I, I'm here looking for, for answers, and I mean, there, there are four of us, so if you are also looking for answers, maybe we can help you ask the questions.
4: Maybe, and maybe when the time comes, you know, that'll be great. But, I mean, rest assured, you know, I got the rapier, I got the crossbow, and neither of them were going in your back, right? So, uh, you know, I, 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 I'll back you up and, and help you out. I just, you know...
2: I have no doubt.
4: Well, I have no doubt either. You hungry? Starving. I could also try coffee. I've never had it before, but I feel like I could probably use some. Have you ever had some? I don't need it. Do you have a secret to vitality? I would love that.
2: (laughs) Throughout my teachings, uh, meditation has become a a large part of my life. And when I feel tired, I can rest while still awake. And that focus that I have of, of my own body allows me to restore myself.
4: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember in the wagon, it was like this. And I make the pose and I go... Like that, right? Is everything okay in there? I do, I do feel kind of better, a little bit.
3: Good morning, Mateo. I
4: think I'll still use that coffee. Great, (laughs) I love Full House. Uh, (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah,
4: that really did have that at the end, there, didn't
0: it? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Where should we go first? Let's go to Master Hemlock's house first.
1: All right. Oh, I let you guys know that I'm doing that today. Are we just like dropping her off? We're going in.
0: Do you want to go in? <laughs> Do
1: you guys want to go in? <laughs> we left
2: Master Hemlock with a project, so I feel like it would be best not okay, to I disturb. Agree. You
3: too?
4: Me too what, sorry?
2: We're going to drop
3: off Juniper at school, <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to go explore. You got
4: to make her lunch first. Um, we're going to explore. Investigate. Investigate. You bring me on these investigations, and then get you guys don't like when I when they go south because of my um, tactlessness, so I mean, should I just go like be babysat at Idris Elba's place? What would Mateo want to spend his day doing? I'm actually kind of interested in this tattoo thing, because that was our little secret. I don't
1: that? know if it's a secret. I don't know how much, um...
4: No one else knows right now, because it's just you and Hemlock had that conversation,
1: right? Oh, I see. I mean, it's not, like, a secret that I have the tattoo and, like, there's something to it. That conversation was not was less secret and more, like, personal. Okay. You know?
4: Well, I guess if if you make it aware that that's what you're going there to do, which it seems like is yeah, the yeah. case, then I want to see the spectacle, I guess.
1: All <laughs> right. I don't love that you're considering it a spectacle, but I won't, like, say no. It's, like, my kid brother coming to wee- this thing with me. Woo!
4: Wee- I want a tattoo. I want a tattoo. I'll do no, like that. <laughs> uh, I would like to do that, then. Okay, you're going to accompany Juniper. I'm just going to fuck up the investigation, and I feel like Mateo is self-aware enough, uh, especially at this point, that he's out of his element. He has a temper, and he knows that, so he's trying to be smart about it and avoid that, and I hope that the captain takes notice of that.
1: Okay.
4: Juniper, you're
0: fine with Mateo accompanying you, or not going to stop him?
1: I'm not going to stop him.
0: Okay. You <laughs> head over to Master Hemlock's cottage with Elsie. And when she opens the door and heads inside, she says, um, Master Hemlock, uh, I've brought uh, Miss Juniper back today. Um, First, I I do want to figure out that steered lesson we were talking about yesterday. And Master Hemlock uh, steps into the front room again and says, "Um, uh, there's no need for that, Elsie. I think uh, Juniper's time in our town is quite limited, so we ought to um, provide her the... uh, optimal experience for the time that she is here, wouldn't you agree? And Elsie says, um, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Poor Elsie. And Master Hemlock turns and sees you, Matteo, and says, uh, do you have any tattoos you're not telling me about?
1: No. He just... wanted to tag along.
0: Alright, if it's fine by you, it's fine by me. It might get a little bit boring, but, uh, you're welcome to go at any time. Okay. Uh, and he walks you two into the greenhouse again. Mm-hmm. And um, he begins to give you, Juniper, a lecture on druidic magics. It's, it is pretty dry. It's pretty uh, like historical and gets it to some like, kind of natural science. He asks you how much you know about botany, about um, biology, about geology, all of which you're like pretty limited on. Mm-hmm. So he has to spend a lot of time uh, explaining relatively simple concepts. And he says... Now, typically, if I were to take an apprentice like Elsie, we would spend several years mastering these theories and then we would begin to place them into practice one by one. However, it's my understanding that you will be with us for a matter of days.
1: As far as I know, I have until I guess everyone else is satisfied with what they can learn. I don't want to hold up the investigation. It's pretty dire what's going on in Tower Hill. And if I can be helpful, I want to be helpful.
0: Is there an area of expertise you wish to focus on?
1: I think all of us have pretty much, have come pretty close to getting killed out in the thicket. If there's anything I can do to maybe make that a little bit harder to happen.
0: Harder to kill, indeed. Okay, um, we can focus on that. Um, you have fought in combat before?
1: He Fought uh, is a bit of a... That's generous for what I've been up to. I think I've been knocked out more than I've fought.
0: Mm. That's unfortunate. Well, luckily for you, us druids are masters of channeling nature's power into the healing arts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a little bit of that skill might send you a long way.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. The best way to impart this information. The druids often engage in a ritual known as the Trial of Induction.
1: Okay.
0: Normally, it requires uh, a great deal of study, and it equips one with a mastery of a variety of druidic spells. But um, if it's a matter of days and nights, maybe we can accelerate the process in exchange for a uh, a truncated result, but a result nonetheless.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, okay.
0: Again, typically druids are apprised of the circumstances and have a lot of training in self-defense. Uh, navigation, wayfinding, identification, interpretation. You have almost none of those skills.
1: No, nothing.
0: Juniper, I think this would be the fastest way to get you where you want to go, but without the proper training, it also may incur a bit of danger.
1: I nod. And I guess I guess that's, um, that's the way it has to be. I'm not like... I have any other option
0: then we will prepare I'll have Elsie prepare a modified version of the trial of induction um, and we can well yes we can we can do it at, at sunset tonight would sunset that be amenable tonight. to you
1: yeah uh, what do I have to do in the meantime
0: he um, hands you a couple of books on on specifically botany and like identifying wild plants mm-hmm. and says um try to read as much of these as you can I should probably take the afternoon and begin working on the papers that you provided me, see if I can come to any kind of conclusion for you, Mm -hmm. and, um, yes, we'll meet at sunset tonight. Yes, yes, I think this will work.
1: Okay. I look at Mateo and I say, I hope you're ready to watch me study all day.
4: I want to study too. I have extra copies of these books. Fuck yeah.
1: Wait, can't you not read? Yeah! Shit,
4: I can't read. Teach me to read. Read it aloud. (laughs)
1: All right, I begin to read aloud to Matteo. Oh my god,
4: it's adorable. <laughs> okay, great.
0: I'm going to go do my stuff. <laughs> uh, Olivette, Anisha, you two head to Tom the Cobbler first or yes. something else? Sure. Tom the Cobbler lives in the back room of his cobbler shop, which is called Tom the Cobbler. Yeah? That's <laughs> Tom's voice. Come in. I hope I'm not around for this story too long. <laughs> or I'll die, cause my voice is hard to do.
3: Oh, I thought it's cause you're
0: old. <laughs> and that.
3: Uh, sir, may you be Tom?
0: Yeah, that's me. I'm Tom the cobbler.
3: It is a pleasure to meet you.
0: Yeah, who's you about?
3: You. We hear that you lived in Hertshire.
0: Yeah. What's this? Is this about taxes? I pay mine. I pay them every year.
2: <laughs> oh boy. No, we have business in in Harcher.
0: is that so yes I think you best be telling me your names and occupations at this juncture of the conversation
3: um i'll i'll take out the like gold mayoral seal and say captain of the guard Al- olivet alvera from
2: tower hill
0: i see you got yourself a little seal there
2: Yes, and I am Tower Keeper Anisha, also of Tower Hill.
0: Well, I'll tell you, is a, a good pace away from Tower Hill. Seems like you wander in the woods sometime, get yourself a little lost. What you doing over there for?
2: We we aren't lost, per se. We are searching for information.
0: The only information you'll find in Harcher is a quick and painful death. So if that's the uh, piece of the pie you're after, you can head on east.
2: Can you maybe tell us what Harcher used to be like?
0: Oh, I'd really rather not.
3: Well, were you there when you, when it, well, were you there when it got abandoned?
0: I sure was.
3: Anisha, I will tell you now, I don't have the gentle touch for this. (laughs) I, I, I'll do my best. My voice will break this man's bones.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I understand it may be difficult to talk about, but did you ever use the light of the great candle?
0: Yeah, sure. Everyone has.
2: So you recognize its importance, its guidance yeah and you know that it's gone out yeah i do well we are trying to restore that light so any information you have about Hartshire can help us on our our journey
0: you married tower keeper
2: i beg your pardon excuse me
0: are you married no i am i was Oh, no. Back in Hartshire. Yeah, it's a sad story that you've, you've come and picked open like a scab on my arm. So, uh, welcome to the scab house. I'll be your scab guide. Because I gotta tell you, that's all that's left in, in Hartshire is a, a great big scab. Metaphorically speaking, of course, a real one would be disgusting. And if you really want to pick that scab, well, I guess I don't have cause to stop you because I don't got no sealant wax about 10 years ago well before that I guess it really starts uh, there was a family they had a daughter they uh, kept to themselves I'd say pretty much all the time and uh, we didn't have no cause for trouble with them and they were pretty good days in Hardshire you know of course uh, Pretty bad monster territory, you'd get all kinds of creepy crawlies roaming around in the nighttime. but as long as you locked your door, you stayed out when the sun was, you could have yourself a pretty little life. And, uh, I was all set to. I don't know the exact details of what happened, I was not at the center of the, uh, situation, but, uh, it was the daughter of that family. There was something off about her, I don't know. All the other kids in the village, uh, you know, they tease kids, call her names, pulled her hair, that's fine, but uh, she grew up a little stunty, a little isolated, didn't talk much. And I remember one day, uh, Hugh and Cry went up in the village. Everyone was screaming and everyone was running towards the butcher shop in the center of town. I stepped up and I, I saw her standing over the butcher What was left of him? He looked like, uh... He should be hanging up in his own shop window. Everyone was screaming. They wanted to cut that girl's head off. They said she was a witch. They said she was a monster of some sort. Uh... I don't know if I believe all of that. I think sometimes you can get into a crime of passion. Butcher's kids were pretty nasty to her. But what happened next was, uh... Pretty hard to deny. She, uh... Her hands, they turned into claws. Her eyes went black and shiny. She started speaking in a language I didn't recognize and she started attacking everyone in the town. And She was maybe uh, 17, 18 at the time. You've never seen a person that young and that small move that fast and that strong. Then a couple minutes, I was running down the street away from a pile of bodies. It used to be my friends and my co-workers and... I don't know what happened after that, but I ran to my house. I said, Matilda, you gotta get the stuff packed up. We gotta head out here as quick as we can. And as soon as I turn around and take a look back and see where she was at, the fire had started. Uh, and it didn't take long, not in hardship take out the whole place. Uh, big pile of wagons on the road, trying to get out. She was standing in front of the only road. She's making it look easy. I don't know where her parents went. I mean, her mom had passed at that point. Her father, I never saw him that day. I don't know if he knew what she was or if he had gone into hiding himself, but she didn't let anyone pass. Matilda and I, we jumped out of the wagon, we headed into the woods, and we got separated. Uh, pack of knolls. I did what I could, but I'm a cobbler. I remember that night. I was walking along the road, I was too afraid to stop, too afraid to sleep. Didn't know if each step was going to be my last, and I actually saw something, I saw... Uh, well it looked like Matilda but uh, not quite sort of like the shape of her made of light and silver and gold and she looked so warm and she looked so safe and she was singing to me that old song she used to sing when she was doing the washing and she uh, took me by the hand and we walked for hours and hours and I just kept listening to that song and when I woke up I was on the grass in front of Willow Run. She saved my life.
2: Thank you for sharing that. Uh, this, uh, daughter, what did she look like, if I may ask?
0: She is a scrawny little thing, uh, big bushy black hair, kind of sharp features.
3: Does she have a name?
0: Well, of course. Her name was uh, a weird one. Valix. I don't know. I thought it was uh, like foreign, maybe.
3: Interesting. Thank you for your information, Tom. And your time.
0: Yeah, well, buy some shoes. (laughs)
3: I'll buy some shoes.
0: You buy yourself the finest spats this side of the thicket.
3: I know this is hard, but... Do you know anyone else who was there that night in Hardshire?
0: Um, none that live in Willow Run. I think I'm one of the few that headed out this way, and a lot of the others have passed or moved on in that time. Most of them, she was blocking the west gate, turning and went east, past Thorley, other parts.
3: And you don't think any of them are still there?
0: In Hartshire? Only in the ground.
3: Anything else, Anisha?
2: No, I, I think... I think we have enough information. I... I'm, I'm glad Matilda led you here, Tom.
0: Yeah, me too. I think she would have liked this place. Um, okay, you leave Tom in the shop? Yeah. Uh, what do you say as you leave and head out?
3: Olivette is very weirdly sullen and, like, kind of angry or on edge. She's not looking at you, she's not talking
2: to you. Uh, Ginny, Ginny gave us a note, right? Yeah, I'm, uh, Juniper, Juniper has it. Well, I think the note was signed V, right?
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess there's, yeah. Velik starts with V. Well, Anisha, we're already going there, so what. Why are you upset? I feel like she's kind of being like Pateo right now. (laughs) Um, I think she, like, really wants to talk about it to Anisha, but just doesn't. She just can't right now. Like, she's. She needs more prodding, I think. So she's just gonna start walking back. Hey.
2: Where, where are you going? Uh, isn't it time to pick up the kids? <laughs> <laughs> uh, already, I I don't know. I thought I thought we were going to, to ask around some more. Well, I don't know where.
3: I, I don't always know where we're going, Anisha. Just pick a direction. Don't yell at me. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Thank you. We start walking.
0: What else happens before sunset? Anything?
2: Everything?
3: Do you want to investigate this, like, golden lady at all?
2: Yeah. Tom seemed to think Matilda was some kind of guardian angel or something. Did you believe him?
3: You know what? I don't know what I believe anymore, there are too many guardian angels out here for everybody else to get saved and come home.
2: I guess. I guess so. Well, why don't why don't we ask around? The the guard, as you know, would you know patrol, and if, if this is a common common sighting, we, maybe they know something.
3: Um, Olivet starts stomping towards the nearest
2: guard.
0: Okay, it's the uh, niece of the mayor, the guard with the short red hair, who was in front of the town hall.
2: Anisha puts their hand on Olivet's shoulder and just says, breathe first, (laughs) slower, great.
3: Okay, we approach the guard.
4: She
0: turns and and nods when she sees you. Um, How are you doing today?
3: Last night, you were on patrol? I was. You probably saw a bright golden light, something like that.
0: Yes, it was far from where I was stationed. Far? I mean, I was on the other side of the town.
3: So you didn't see it?
0: I didn't have a chance to get up close.
3: Did anybody get up close?
0: You'll forgive me, but from my reports, you got up close to it?
3: Anybody else, soldier?
0: No, I think it was only there for a minute or two. Um, report says they saw the golden light, guard moved forward to investigate, uh, the three of you beat them to it, and then it vanished in about a minute's time.
3: And none of you have seen anything like this before?
0: Well, it's a siren, obviously.
2: And what, what do you know about sirens?
0: Uh, they are magical creatures of some unknown origin. They use uh, enchantments, glamours, and illusions to lead people astray in the forest, which is why Master Hemlock has uh, helped us establish additional wards which prevent their entrance into the village proper. So you got nothing to worry about.
3: We're not worried about being in the town, we're being we're worried about when we leave.
0: Oh well I mean, you know, I wish I could protect you everywhere you go on Earth, but, uh... Fantasy Earth, but, uh... I mean, I, I gotta focus here, right? Just typically don't stay out after dark, and you won't run into them.
3: Well, we've heard a lot of reports about them being helpful. I don't know if you've heard anything about that.
0: Occasionally, yeah, there's there's sometimes Mick reports, but it's, it's usually, like, uh... I mean, I hate to say it, but people, like, crazy old tom the cobbler um telling stories about his dead wife floating around like i i i hey he's a great guy he's a real sweetheart but that can't be true
3: i like very sternly tell her to respect her elders and i just i walk away
0: okay well didn't mean to that's fine sorry you guys are not super okay uh yeah. Anything else?
1: Um. Can Mateo and I have a scene?
0: Will oh. you? Will you please? Uh, yeah. Okay. All
1: right. I've been reading aloud to you for hours about plants and stuff. Oh, Probably
4: I slowed you down. I'm sorry.
1: That's fine. I, I'm um, an auditory learner, so it's helpful. You're a kinetic learner. This see, we yeah. So teaching style, learning style. Uh,
4: do you want me to roll so sandwich so this I actually retain? So I do know. you care about retaining it? Does Mateo care about retaining it? What's the nature of it exactly?
1: I mean, I'm mostly teaching you as a way of teaching myself.
4: Sure. But is it like botany,
0: like what? Plant anatomy, like uh, life cycle root systems, like the different parts of the forest ecology. Medium interest. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you have to, you can just retain a medium amount of it.
4: (laughs) Alright.
1: Eventually, I'm probably growing tired of reading aloud. I want to take a break. And I say, why are you still keeping the whole siren thing a secret?
4: You know, I don't entirely know. That's maybe a good question. I just... I don't know. It seems that every time I do anything, I get criticized for one reason or another. So I, I just figure that some things are better left unsaid and untouched.
1: But people get mad at you when you're like when we're trying to get information out of someone, like the mayor, for example, and then you get mad at him. Not to say that I don't do that too, I do that too. Because, you know, sometimes people pick at a sore spot. But if it's something like this, that's information that maybe will be helpful to everyone. I don't know, they're trying to figure out what's up with the sirens and maybe letting them know that it might have something to do with what's going on with your stuff.
4: Like, I don't get what you're trying. I don't get it. Like, you know, I, there's always people. I, I, this person's more impor- important than that person. This person has a rank. This person has more money. This person has a bigger building. Nicer shoes. Nicer clothes. There's too many things to keep track of. Why can't try- we just all be on the same level? You know, you seem to get that. Why I'm can't l- other people get it?
1: Well, all I'm all I'm trying to say is we're... At least the group of us, the four of us, are working towards a common goal, right? Yeah. So if we are forthcoming with stuff like that, it might be helpful.
4: Yeah, well, I I had a conversation with Anisha about that earlier today. I just, I don't know, I don't feel entirely mentally prepared. Emotionally prepared. And that's not easy to say, all right, okay? So just... Let's a step at a time. I mean, hey, you're the one just learning how your tattoo works already. Maybe you should, you know, just slow her down too.
1: I don't love that he turned it around on me there, but whatever. I blow past it, and I say... You know, I got the feeling you're trying to figure out about your brother, right? What
4: we'll give you that feeling?
1: The way you talk and act and be...
4: Okay, well, I guess it's that obvious, okay. So that was less of a question, more of a grilling?
1: No, it was not a grilling, A, Please confirm. Anyway, um, I just wanted to offer, um, way back, before we left, I don't know if you remember that time that I got fired? You were there.
4: Yeah, Yeah. well, I mean, yeah.
1: Anyway, I talked to Keon after, and I feel like he knows more than he was letting on. But what? About your brother? He said something... I don't know. He said something weird. What did he say? Or he didn't say. He. It was more that he No, you said say. he said something. What sorry, did he say? I mean, I mean, he didn't... Sorry, he actually didn't say anything. <laughs> he, I, like, inferred that he was hiding something via checks. I don't know. He... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. What are these the checks? The D20 system. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... 15
4: out of
1: 20. I, like, sure. ri- I got a good insight check, and he seemed like he was hiding something. I don't know. Like, he, like obviously, what? he loved your brother, but when I mentioned that he... I, I guess I was mad, and I was talking about how he was, like, the favorite or whatever. When I mentioned him, Keon got all secretive, which, you know, he's usually a really nice guy. He doesn't usually do that. Sure. Yeah, it's just something...
4: What, what conclusion are you drawing?
1: My, I feel like he was like, maybe sent out of out of Tower Hill for a reason. I don't know what were you talking to um, to master Hemlock about?
4: I asked him about my brother and he said that he said that my brother had come here some three years ago and basically well, we seem to be walking in his shadow. Uh, he came here asking about the same things, had the same conversation with Hemlock that we just had. Uh, I was thinking about it all night. I was up all night
1: so do you uh, trying think to connect the dots. If Keon is being shifty about why Felix left and Felix was here asking the same things it was us, maybe there is some warning about what was going to happen to the candle or some.
4: Exactly. And now maybe you can uh, empathize with why. I'm a little rescinded in talking to our but companions as much as I like them. Now, I know that you don't probably entirely hold Keon in high regard anymore, but I can't say the same for, for the rest of our party, so I think that, again, you can empathize with my situation of I don't know how much information they should be privy to until their allegiances are made a bit more clear to me.
1: Well, their allegiances to the town... I uh, at least both of them want to do whatever ne- needs to be done to get the candle back. So, I'm going to respect you and your secrets as long as you want me to, but just know that I think we should be forthcoming.
4: Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of that these days. But I I appreciate it. And, and I appreciate you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we hug it out. Can we hug it out?
4: Get back to Roll, roll to hug it out. Roll to hug quickly, it out. Quickly, quickly. Do I have advantage?
1: I roll a seven hug. I That's miss.
4: okay. 19. Oh, <laughs> buddy. The
0: hug that you give to Juniper. Do you guys you ever play Super Hug Bros?
3: <laughs>
0: That's powerful. It is time for Juniper's, um, what do I call it? Trial of induction. Master Hemlock encourages you to bring um, your friends to watch, like at least the beginning of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, thinks the moral support is important, but that's up to you, I suppose.
1: I let him know it's happening. I don't like.
0: <laughs> Here's the invite. Yeah, like, no pressure. Maybe I want
1: Mateo to come. I'm like a little nervous. I'm a little self-conscious in front of um, Anisha and um, all of that because they're both. I Adults. mean Yeah, Mateo at least is like kind of at my level of learning. <laughs>
4: I'm below. You can say that.
1: No. No, you're not.
4: I can't read. It's just different.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're, but you can...
0: But your kinetic learning style is, like, off the fucking chain.
1: Have you seen Mateo pick a log?
0: Have you seen him dance?
1: I haven't seen him dance. Could you dance? I
0: don't
3: think I can Roll dance. for, Roll for dance. to dance.
0: <laughs> anyway. I don't know about that one. <laughs> so Master Hemlock leads you um, behind his cottage to the edge of the town and the wall of the thicket. And um, Elsie is there. He is there. You are there, Juniper, and you are there, Mateo. And he says, "Thank you, everyone, for gathering here tonight for the trial of induction of juniper thistleweed. Please don't hoot or holler as I continue my speech. We give thanks to nature for her bounty and her plenty her kindness and mercy, her cleverness and cunning. We hope to respect these traits, to give gifts when we are able, to take only when we need, and to walk along this path peacefully and with purpose. Juniper, say, this I agree.
1: This I agree.
0: He says, now, just for the beginning, of the trial, I will be temporarily suspending the village ward in this area in order to allow you to pass into a safe zone of the thicket relatively that Elsie will have prepared with your challenge. Um, And Elsie nods and says, you're going to do great. I'm so excited. I've never done a trial of induction before. And she uh, has like a big backpack full of stuff and she scurries off into the thicket a few minutes before you. And, um, he says, so everyone, uh, stand back while I begin. He, uh, like Elsie, has a thick, heavy oak staff that's wrapped in green cloth. His has a like a couple of big uh, yellow and white mushrooms, like permanently growing off the top of it, which is a great look. And he um, steps forward to the edge of the tree line and draws a line in the ground with his staff. And the air in front of you grows heavy and shimmery like a heat mirage and then that fades and he turns back to you and he says okay Juniper now let me give you your instructions and behind him you see a figure a humanoid figure of a woman with long golden hair and she runs past Master Hemlock through the, uh, the tree line through the wall of the thicket and over to you, Mateo. And she runs up to you and she says, Matteo, come on. Is this audible to everyone?
4: I'm assuming it is. Yes.
0: Uh, guys, help. Master Hemlock uh, turns and aims his staff at the figure and he mutters a few quick words to himself. The figure turns, faces him and says, stop. And then it vanishes
4: what was that what what was that what was that I, I don't know what you're looking at i i don't i have no idea why did it know your name uh i mean i can only guess uh, i mean at my stomach i'm sorry i i i i, I don't know i've never met any uh anyone like that in my life, the only person I can think of that would be able to share my name with such a creature would be my brother. Uh, And frankly, I do hope that that's the case, but I can't offer you any more information than that. You're privy to as much as I am. Has it asked you to come with it before? No. It's...
1: I give you a stern look.
4: It's knowing my name. It's never asked.
3: It beckoned you.
4: I can't say for certain it's ever asked me to come before. But you heard it this time, so what does it matter? I should think that if you're here
0: looking for answers and looking for assistance, sharing the information you possess is the easiest way to come across that. I cannot help you with things I do not know about. And frankly, if you'll permit me, it looks like you need some help.
4: I I would agree, Master Hemlock. I will have to think on this. What'd you do?
0: I used a counterspell. I figured it was some sort of illusion magic, and I was right.
1: It was illusion magic?
0: Specifically, it's my belief that something is um, projecting this form. It seems like it's localizing, it's following Mateo around. That has to be deliberate. This has to be the work of someone or something.
1: It's not a siren?
0: It does appear to be a siren, but perhaps it might be time to rethink my understanding of what a siren is.
1: Hmm.
0: It hasn't hurt you before, has it?
1: It helped us. Didn't it help us?
4: Yeah. I, I shoot you a look, you and Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, um, the first time—I'm sorry—the um, first time we met, it it got it brought us to safety. It brought really? us to the to the inn.
0: And it knew Mateo's name at that time.
1: I give Mateo a look, seeing if you'll—you know—should I say yes or no?
4: I—I uh, I mean, I guess. It doesn't really matter now. Go ahead, whatever you want. But they know what they would know.
1: Okay. Yeah, that was the first time we ran into it.
0: I'm not sure if we should proceed with the trial of induction.
4: Well, hey, that's not fair. I didn't claim that it was fair. Why not? If the dangers in
0: this section of the thicket exceed my understanding of them, then... I don't know how comfortable I feel sending Juniper in there to complete her trial.
1: I understand, and I will keep studying.
4: Well, what's next? Elsie.
0: He grabs his staff, and he strides into the thicket.
1: <gasps> oh, no!
0: Um, And... This is on the... Um, his property is kind of near the entrance to the, the town, sort of the northwest uh, direction. So the direction he's striding to is sort of directly in that central cluster of, of, of vegetation that he was talking about earlier between Willow Run and the Fernwood and Hartshire. Um, and you see that he conjures a little bit of warm yellow light to uh, emit from the end of his staff. But pretty soon that light is fading and a few seconds after that it's gone and the two of you stand at the edge of the thicket, waiting for any sign of him or of Elsie
4: Spratt, and then you hear him scream.
1: I run. I run after.
4: Uh, I guess in tow with a tiny blue pumpkin in front of my hand to give me whatever three feet of light
0: that gives me. You run into the thicket. Mm -hmm. It swallows you up, a little bit of blue light bouncing between you. Anisha and Olivet... Um, dinner is delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Many Realms. There is so much in store, you have no idea what's just around the corner, so make sure you keep listening. Subscribe, smash that like button, fave, comment, pin, post, tweet, share. Do whatever you have to do to stay in these many realms.